people. It is Wednesday, August 25th. My name is B. Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion podcast on Let's Talk. Uh, since the last podcast earlier in the month, um, we missed the reinstatement day that was supposed to be on August 13th. I had my popcorn ready. I went and got something to drink, and I was just chilling on August 13th, but apparently... Old boy 45 was supposed to be reinstated, or that's what the my pillow dude said, and all these people thought that was truth, uh, waited for it, and as we, people with common sense already knew nothing was going to happen, so of course they'll probably push the day back, this uh, segment of population continues to move the goalpost every month. And it's probably going to be September 11th or something like that the next time this fool is supposed to come back. Or um, the unlikely scenario would be they accept it and move the hell on and stop worried about this stuff. But I doubt that's the case. Uh, Also, since the last podcast, there has been some uh, movement in Afghanistan. Uh, Biden administration has decided to withdraw the remaining troops from Afghanistan and that has not gone too well. Uh, the amazing thing about the Afghanistan troop withdrawal is the hypocrisy coming from the right, which is typical. Uh, the previous dude, 45, uh, made a deal with the Taliban. He actually had a high-ranking Taliban official released from prison um, and actually made an agreement with the Taliban to withdraw U.S. forces uh, as part of the agreement. And the agreement stated that they would be withdrawn by May of this year. Uh, The Biden administration came in. uh, They didn't meet the May deadline. Uh, I think the new deadline for this administration is August 31st. The problem I have with this, so the initial uh, withdrawal during this administration uh, was pretty bad, and the Taliban ended up taking over Afghanistan. Uh, I have multiple thoughts on this, and let me just start from the military standpoint and give my opinion on that part first. We've been, the U.S. has been in Afghanistan for 20 years. If we go back and look at who was president and the reason we were over there in the first place, it was because of George Bush. And it was the whole weapons of mass destruction that ended up not being true. So we were kind of over there because of a lie. But it's been 20 years. So I do not personally have an issue with drawing troops because at some point they have to be self-sufficient. The fact that the U.S. has trained over 300,000 Afghan soldiers, uh, giving them military equipment and things of that nature, and the Taliban could take over in two or three days. Um, it's unbelievable. And the fact that if they're not willing to fight for their own country, why should we? So, again, it's been 20 years. It's time to get out. Now, my issue with the Biden administration is they, I feel they should have coordinated a 
lot better with getting uh, the Americans out first before they decided to withdraw all of the troops or even announce it. And also the uh, Afghan people who've been assisting the U.S. for 20 years. Uh, there should have been a better plan in place uh, to get them out prior to announcing the withdrawal. Uh, but I don't necessarily disagree with the withdrawal. But the amazing hypocrisy is that people like Nikki Haley and a lot of the Republicans are criticizing this as uh, such a horrible thing from this administration when it was the Trump administration that started all of this. He's the one that set these timelines in place, not the Biden administration, and they're just following through. Um, so Nikki Haley was actually on Fox News the other day and out of her mouth said that uh, this has been a horrible decision by the Biden administration. He's doing a horrible job and he never should have negotiated with the Taliban. And the problem I have with that statement is she was in the administration that negotiated with the Taliban. The Biden administration did not negotiate with the Taliban. And even when the Trump administration negotiated uh, with the Taliban and struck this deal, they did not have the Afghan government involved. So I think that's why we have such a cluster uh, now, because the Afghan government was not involved. And you really can't trust the Taliban. So it's been a Trump issue. Well, it started with Bush, but it's been a Trump issue as far as the withdrawal because this was his idea. He's the one that made this agreement. And to put all of this blame on Biden is ridiculous uh, and hypocritical. But that's what they do. Um, so, again, I don't have a problem with acknowledging that I think this administration has somewhat mishandled it again by not getting American troops out first before the announcement was made. But I don't definitely don't think this is the this administration's issue. Uh, it's their fault. So uh, let's just put the blame where it needs to be. Start with Bush, move to Trump for negotiating with the Taliban, and then the Biden administration um, for the way they've handled it this far. But also. What needs to be brought into context as well is that the Trump administration had already withdrawn multiple soldiers anyway, and Biden was just bringing home the remainder. But Biden came out. He said that uh, some things happened that wasn't anticipated or that they should have thought about a little further. So he can admit when he doesn't do the best job or makes the best decision, unlike the previous administration that just continues to point the finger. And another ironic part of this story is um, when Trump initially made this agreement with the Taliban, they listed that on the GOP website as a win and as a positive thing. But since this started a couple of weeks ago, uh, or within the last week, they removed that portion off of their website because they initially had this as a Trump win. Uh, but now they've removed that portion off of their website. So that should say a lot in itself that they'll remove that portion because they know it was uh, the Trump administration that started this. And along those lines, uh, I've been talking to a lot of people this week. And in my opinion, 
the biggest threat to the U.S. right now is misinformation. Because, uh, just like the example with Nikki Haley of what she said on Fox News, to allow that information to go unfact-checked uh, is very dangerous. And we continue to see those type of, of things happen constantly from a certain segment of the population. They are allowed to spew a bunch of misinformation without it being fact-checked. And in some cases, they'll say they don't want to be fact-checked. Why do you want to fact-check? Because they know that their supporters will not research on their own and will just listen to whatever they say and uh, take that as true. And I think that is the biggest issue we have today is uh, misinformation. And what they would say is fake news, but they're the ones spreading the fake news. And so along those lines as well, a couple of days ago, a friend of mine, and I guess I still can consider her a friend or more of an associate at this point. Um, she's a Trump supporter, and I know this. And because of this, um, I've kind of avoided her since before the election last year. And this is somebody I've known for 20 years. Uh, and I generally think she's a good person, but in my opinion and the way I feel about this person and what he represents, if you support him, um, I have a hard time being genuine friends with you because to me, this is not a political issue. It's more of a morality issue. And if you are a staunch supporter of this dude, it, it's hard for me to consider you a friend because we just have different moral views. Uh, again, that's my opinion. So since prior to the election, uh, I've kind of distanced myself from this person. And right or wrong, it is what it is. Uh, and a lot of that is because I know how she feels about certain things. And I've always tried to avoid having the political conversation with her because I know me. And once we've had that discussion and I hear some of the rhetoric she would speak, I knew I would lose more respect for her. And that kind of came to a head a couple of days ago. Uh, as I mentioned before, my birthday was earlier this month, and her and I normally do birthday dinners, and she had uh, told me that she wanted to take me out for a birthday dinner and we need to get together, and I was very hesitant. I told her that was not necessary. You know, I appreciate the birthday wishes, but she's getting ready to go on the trip. And I was like, save the money, take it on your trip, don't worry about me, you don't need to do anything. And she just was very hell-bent on taking me out for my birthday. So I agreed, and we met up on Monday. And I picked the restaurant that was close to the house. Um, she lives right down the street from me. But I picked a place where we could just meet there um, close to the house, so hopefully we could just kind of get in and out. It was not like a fancy dinner or anything like that. It was just a new uh, burger spot that they just opened in our area. And so I met her there Monday, and everything was cool, just basic surface conversation. And then she kind of started in. And these are the things that irritates me, especially when I know we have differences of opinion 
and she knows this as well. Uh, she's actually going on a cruise this weekend. She's leaving for a cruise, and they'll have a mask mandate. And she was talking about how she really didn't want to go because of the mask mandate, and maybe, you know, if they postpone to next year, maybe we'll be past this. And then she said, thanks, China. I let that go. I didn't say anything because I've heard that from somebody else too. So we talked about some other stuff and then about 15, 20 minutes later, it came up again and she said, thanks China again. So I just asked her, so are you blaming everything that's happened on China? She said, yeah, I think it was man-made in that uh, Wuhan lab. I said, you know, personally, I don't dispute that because I kind of think it was also. I said, but you can't blame them for the response we had here in the States. Yes, I can because of them. It wouldn't be here in the first place. I said, that's correct. But what was the response when it got here? I said, the previous dude said it would be gone in two weeks. It was no big deal. Did he not say that? Well, yeah, but then he stopped all uh, travel uh, in the to the country. I said, but it still was not taken seriously for months at least for the first month he said it was the common flu don't worry about it it'll be gone you'll be fine and she just kept saying that uh everything that trump did and she said that trump um how fast he brought the vaccine out and got the vaccine approved and biden wouldn't have done this so we just started going in depth in the conversation um so I didn't appreciate the the China comments because, again, the way it was handled once it got here, uh, the previous dude didn't take it seriously and actually joked about it and made fun of it. She couldn't even acknowledge that. Then we moved on to some other stuff. She said that uh, January 6th is being blown out of proportion and that Democrats are making it political. Damn near lost it. I said, these people tried to overthrow the government. They had nooses and were threatening to hang the vice president and Democrats. And she said, Well, I didn't see that. I said, Well, I know what channel you're watching in because I watched it live and I saw this, and anybody else saw this too. But she's on this, it was just a protest. Then she compared the January 6th to Black Lives Matter, which further disgusted me. And in true conservative fashion, she said, look at Black Lives Matter, look at January 6th. They were both protesting. They both broke the law, did they not? I said, yeah, but it's deeper than that because why were they protesting? No, you need to take, you need to take emotion out of it. Did they both break the law? Yeah, they both have broken the law because if you look at the looting, the damage to property, yes, they broke the law in both cases. But that's a, a false equivalency that a lot of conservatives use. Compare January 6th to Black Lives Matter. And she was talking about how they never get charged for anything. And that further lets me know that 
whatever our relationship was is going to be different from now on. It's going to be very superficial. Um, again, I would consider her more of an acquaintance because if you can see the difference between the two, because it's not an even comparison, if you can't see that Black Lives Matter were protesting um, the murders of unarmed black people by the police compared to people pissed off because they lost an election, those are not the same thing. And I like the analogy of if somebody broke into my place and I try to kill them, that's murder. But if I broke into, or if somebody broke into another place with the intent to kill somebody and they kill that person, that's murder as well. One was self-defense murder, one was an intentional murder. So they're both a crime, they're both murder. Should they get the same sentence? It's not equal. And that's what I was trying to get her to understand. But of course, in true conservative fashion, she doesn't look at it that way because her first thing was take the emotion out of it. And I told her, as a black person, I can't take the emotion out of it because one can definitely affect me more than the other. One personally affects me more than the other one does. So no, I'm not going to take the emotion out of it because it's a false equivalency. They're nowhere near the same. So um, then she said that when we were talking about uh, the mass mandates and she said that if the border wasn't just open and uh, Biden allowed all of these immigrants to come across the border and spread COVID, we wouldn't have this issue. So I've heard that talking point from conservatives before as well. I said, first of all, it is a fact if you do your due diligence and research that more people are turned away at the border deported back than are allowed through. I said, secondly, if that is the case, well, how do you know all of these people that are coming across the border actually have COVID? How do you know that? Well, I just know. No, how do you know where you're getting your information from? She couldn't answer that question. And then I said, well, if that's the case, they're coming across the southern border of Texas. How does that account for what's going on in Florida and all of these other states? Florida doesn't have a southern border. How can you account for that? She couldn't answer that question either. Of course they can't, because most of the conservatives I had conversations with use specific conservative Fox News talking points, and they don't have an original thought about anything. It's all talking points that they can't back up with statistics or data or anything. So, um, then she talked about, uh, when we were talking about the vaccine, she said that Biden is stupid and he never would have been able to get the vaccine out this quickly. And look how um, fast Trump was able to get it out. And my response to her was, okay, what did Trump actually do to get it out other than authorize funds for the research and development to be done? Trump wasn't in the lab himself mixing shit. Biden would have done the same thing. He would have approved the funds for the research so it could be expedited. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. So the fact that they say uh, how fast Trump did it, what did he actually do other than authorize funds? Because he didn't 
he was not in the lab. He didn't have the, the lab coat on and looking through the stethoscope and all of that stuff. So, but again, it was just another conservative talking point. And then even with the vaccine now, um, just watching, if you know who Jordan Klepper is, if you don't know who he is, I'd suggest you YouTube some of his uh, his clips because they're hilarious. He goes to Trump rallies and interviews people and anti-vax rallies and interviews people and just really so we can see how stupid these people are. But yeah, people saying that the vaccine is not FDA approved, so they're not going to take it. Well, it's FDA approved now, and they're still not going to take it. And then you have people that want to give Trump the credit for getting the vaccine expedited and released quickly, but yet they still don't trust him because it was done quickly. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, these are just some of the most irrational people um, in the world. And one of the biggest issues uh, I have, and one thing that just really, really concerned me when I just sat down and thought about it after uh, my conversation with this associate, uh, I was talking to my friend Carrie, and what I realized is, as stupid as I think these people are, they think we're just as stupid. There's no common ground with them. It's just not. And I think I come from a place of facts and rational thought. They think the exact same thing. And that's scary to me that we can think, feel the exact same way, but on total opposite ends of the spectrum. Because I'm pretty sure my my friend, um, she feels like she's right. And I feel like I'm right. And I don't think having another conversation about it would be beneficial at all uh, because we're so um, dug in on our positions. But again, I feel like I come from a side of fact, and I don't think she does. I think she comes from a side of talking points with no individual research. And it's a shame. Um, you know, her and I have been cool for 20 years, and people may think it's ridiculous that I'll allow something like that to um, affect my friendship, but when she started with the Black Lives Matter stuff, and if she even made the comment um, that some of the people killed by the police brought it on themselves, and then she was saying she started getting very passionate when she was talking about all of the looting going on, and I told her, were absolutely black people looting and stealing stuff as there were white people, Hispanic people. Everybody was looting, but I also gave her a factual point that a lot of the protests were peaceful and there were outside agitators, non-Black Lives Matter members that infiltrated the protest and started with the violence, with the burning of buildings and stuff like that. That is a proven fact. She couldn't dispute it because she didn't know that. Even the fact that she said she never heard anybody say um, hang Mike Pence or Nancy Pelosi or anything like that, it lets me know that's somebody who um, keeps their head in the sand. And if you can look at um, 
Tamir Rice case, um, John Crawford case of totally innocent. Tamir Rice was a little kid who was playing with a toy gun at a park and the police showed up and shot him within seconds of getting out of his car. No put your hands up, no drop the gun, no nothing. And John Crawford was a young man who was in a Walmart, walking around Walmart with a BB gun that Walmart sells. And a white guy called the police and said he was pointing the gun at people. The police came in, immediately shot him as well. If you cannot empathize with that, it's hard for me to call you a friend because those type of situations could easily happen to me. And I'm at a point where if it does happen to me, yeah, you know me, so you would probably be upset. But why can't you empathize with other people going through the same issue? It doesn't have to be somebody that you directly know. And the first thing that happens is, like, Bolton John, who is a young man here in Dallas, who was in his apartment, and a police officer went to the wrong apartment and killed him because she thought he was, she was at her apartment and he was an intruder. And my point with her is, in a situation like this, if it happened to me, the first thing the media would do is try to demonize me and destroy my character because that's what it that's what happens when it's a black victim. With both and John, good job, never been arrested, very involved in community and the church. They had nothing negative to say about him. But then what they came up with is, oh he had a little weed in his apartment. That's what they do with minorities. They the media and the police, everybody will try to um, destroy our character. And like me personally, never been arrested, go to church, good family, good job, all of this stuff. But they would try to find something against my character to make me the bad guy. And in those situations, I always ask or I wonder because I have a very diverse group of friends a lot of my closest friends are not black and she's not black and I wonder when they try to destroy my character who will stand up for me and who would defend me and this lets me know it gives me the impression that she probably wouldn't well she may because she knows me personally but it shouldn't have to be someone you know personally with those situations and the fact that people brought it up and doesn't even understand the false equivalency equivalency she's making between Black Lives Matter and January 6th um, it just further lets me know this is not somebody I need to have a deep friendship connection with because we, we just we're on different pages we have different moral values um, and I'm okay with that and honestly, uh, it's probably long overdue. Uh, so I'm just moving on with my life. We still cool. I have a key to her house with her gone. She's asked me if I would check her mail and stuff. I'll do that. I'm cool. This is a surface uh, friendship. It would definitely not be anything in depth. I know how you feel. I know how you are. I definitely don't want to kick it with you like we used to. Um, 
and again some people may disagree with that view and losing friends over this stuff but this is my opinion if you want to hang around people like that that you don't have the same moral values cool that's all you I choose not to life is too short to be around people that you can't see eye to eye um, and this is bigger than just politics this is how you live your life and your moral values so that's how I feel about that uh, also 45 was at a rally last week and interestingly enough he told his crowd of supporters that they should get the vaccine and they actually booed him for even saying that because for the past year he's been so anti-vaccine even though everybody knows he and his family got it but because of how he responded they booed him and Mo Brooks um, he's a senator from somewhere but he's a Trump kiss ass too he told the crowd that they need to move past the voter fraud and worry about the damage in 2022 and 2024. They booed him for that. So it's almost to the point where they have created this monster that they can't reel in. Uh, and I think it's only going to get worse when you look at um, these people that are assaulting teachers because of the teacher was wearing a mask at a parent-teacher night or whatever it was. A parent actually assaulted the teacher, and the parent was not arrested. Um, we're starting to see these angry white people uh, in stores once again. Um, it's I'm just so over this stuff. Uh, I am over people being pissy about wearing a mask. It's, and I said this the last time we went through this. If you see the sign on the door that says a mask required, just don't go. Go to a place where you can freely walk in. It's as simple as that. These people do not get paid enough to deal with your bullshit. And there was one guy. He went into, it looked like maybe a sunglass store, a glasses, eyeglass store. And it was just young ladies working in the store um, asking him to leave. And they were like, you know, you need to leave. You don't have a mask. And he was a pretty big dude, definitely bigger than the females there, and he was very intimidating to them, telling them, make me leave or call the police or call security, and she was like, well, just don't touch our merchandise, and just start picking up stuff, throwing it on the floor, and the police eventually came and escorted them out, but until these people start having consequences for this nonsense uh, and severe consequences instead of these just pats on the, the wrist, it's going to continue to happen. And what I'm realizing is that, and I realized this a while back, but I think there's a segment of population feel like they are losing something. They're losing their superiority, superiority and they are acting out. seems like that when people are looking for equality to them equality means they are losing something it's like they have a sense of they're losing power or they're becoming the minority and they don't like it that's why they're acting out so much and all of these people who are protesting at hospitals about getting the vaccine and things like that a lot of these people I think 
don't even believe the nonsense that they're spewing or out there protesting. I think they just want to be in the mix, personally. Um, you know, I'm I'm not going to argue with somebody whether you should get the vaccine or not, because that's your choice. You have a, a right to that. Uh, I have a couple of friends that hasn't gotten vaccinated and say they're not going to get vaccinated and that they'll just take zinc and uh, vitamin D and uh, metformin or whatever this new drug is that used on animals or whatever that the uh, right wing has just come out with that you can buy from a feed store. Um, hey, if that's what you want to take and inject yourself and the FDA and poison control has recommended not taking this nonsense, but you think that's better than taking a FDA-approved shot, knock yourself out. I'm not going to argue with you about it. Do what you want to do. But I'm just tired of the complaining about it. If you don't want to take it, don't take it, but understand there are consequences that come with that. Um, I got the vaccine. I was talking to a co-worker earlier, and he was saying that um, he's not taking the vaccine. It was rushed. He doesn't trust it. Cool. I took it. If there are long-term effects, so be it. I'll deal with it. But one vaccine has had long-term effects that you had that you wouldn't see immediately. I think it's ridiculous to think if there was something in the vaccine that would harm you. I think you would know by now. I think I took mine back in March. I think if there was something in there that would affect me, I would have some kind of symptoms by now. But to each his own, I'm not going to argue with people about whether you should or shouldn't take it. But don't come bitching at me when you can't go anywhere because you didn't take it. Because I'm going to go places because I've taken it and I have my proof. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, let's see what else I want to talk about oh on a different note uh, I was asking a friend of mine about why do women ask stupid questions or let me take the word stupid out and say so many questions Uh, but I do think some of them are stupid and a couple of examples of that that's happened within the past three days I was talking to a female friend of mine the other day, and I was telling her that one of my friends, uh, he was in Vegas, because Vegas is like one of my favorite places to go, but I told her he was in Vegas because one of his other friends uh, is getting married, and that's where they had the bachelor party at in Vegas. So her response to me was, what are their wives going to do? the hell am I supposed to know what their wives got to do? I don't even know them. I just said my friend was there. I don't know the rest of these people. And why would I give a shit what they wives do? I don't give a shit what they do. I just made a comment that he was in Vegas. And then I had another friend um, ask me and my pastor uh, is in the hospital right now. And he's on a ventilator. Pastor Ricky Chahada. If you would pray for him, uh, but he's on a ventilator and he developed some blood clots. And I was telling her about that, so she asked me if there was any updates. And 
Then she asked me, well, what medication are they giving him? How would I know what medication they're giving him in the hospital? I'm not cool with my pastor like that. I go to a pretty large church with four campuses. I am a member of the church, but I don't know my pastor like that. And they don't announce during service what medication he's on and what, how many cc's of this he's getting. I don't know. I just thought that was a strange question. And honestly, not relevant because it's not anything I would know. But anyway, uh, football season is about to jump off, which I can't wait for that. I definitely need some weekend um, entertainment. And I have three fantasy football leagues this year that I'll be a part of. One that I run and two are actually from work. Uh, but only one is actually a pay league, and that's the one I run. So I'm, I'll start doing my research and my drafts soon, uh, get that going. And it'll just give me something else to keep track of. And I'm looking forward to having some games on the, on the weekends because it has been kind of boring. And also with that, uh, Shakari Richardson, and that's the young lady from Dallas who uh, was kicked off of the Olympic team, track team, for smoking weed because she tested positive for marijuana. Uh, she had her first race since the Olympics the other day and came in ninth place. She came in dead last. And the number of people who were happy about that really surprised me. Because there are some people I think need to be knocked off a pedestal uh, because they're so arrogant about it and flamboyant and not humble. She's not one of them, though. Because when she got caught smoking weed, she did not make it. Well, she accepted her punishment and didn't complain about it. So to me, she was taking responsibility for what she had done. Um, but for people to laugh and be happy about that it, I just find it interesting but at this point you know, not a whole lot surprised me about people um, because a lot of people just suck so anyway I'm wishing her well um, to my pastor Pastor Ricky Tejada I'm sitting in prayers to him and his family and, and our church as a whole uh, we dedicated last Sunday service to him and praying for him praying that he gets better. Um, whenever you hear the word ventilator, that's really not a good sign. Uh, but I know anything is possible at this point. So I'm praying that Pastor Ricky uh, is able to pull through and that will be his one of his many testimonies of how he was able to pull through from this. But as I close, my verbal middle finger for this week goes to Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick of Texas. And the reason he gets the verbal middle finger is because he went on Fox News last week and they were talking about the spike in COVID cases in Texas. And he said that it's due to the high number of unvaccinated black people. That's why the, the spike in COVID cases, um, we have a spike in COVID cases here in Texas. He blamed black people. Now, black people make up about 12 and a half, 13 percent of the population of Texas. 73 percent of Texas is white, but he blamed the 13 percent. And 
black people protesting outside of hospitals and all of this stuff about not taking the vaccine. Those are white people. You don't see black people fighting, going into stores and uh, defying mask policies and all that. Those are white people. And this is another thing that gets me uh, go, going back to the conversation with my um, associate. I even brought that up to her during our conversation. She just ignored that. And I told her, you know, those kind of words, those putting that out on TV, how do you think that makes somebody like me feel? She couldn't answer that question. But I told her, I don't expect you to understand because you're not black. And we also, when we were having a conversation about the police, I made the, the point that if you're driving down the street and a police officer pulls up behind you, you don't think anything of it. I think that I could die because it's happened to so many like me, regardless if I'm a good person or not. But uh, Dan Patrick, you get the middle finger, you are an asshole, just like Greg Abbott. I can't wait to vote both of you out next year in 2022. I'm looking forward to it. And then wrapping up with the quote of the week, um, the friends who let you sit in the comfort of your bad habits do not love you as much as the ones who challenge you to do better. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. People that are just yes people and don't call you on your bullshit um, are not people that need to be around. You should really appreciate the ones who will call you on your nonsense and try to make you a better person because they know you are better than what you're showing. That is it for this week. Uh, Thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless. Peace.